some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies And then we compare the movie friendship to our own For this episode, we are talking about 1996's Beavis and Butthead Do America, starring Beavis and Butthead, (laughs) voiced by Mike Judge, of course. Yes. Um, Now, Beavis and were you a fan of the Beavis and Butthead show when it was on MTV? I was not. You were not. I ever have watched it. Oh, really? Just because you missed it, or because you actively? didn't like it i don't well i never even saw it to know if i liked it or not i didn't want to watch it because the cartoon animation made me uncomfortable that is very strange i am such a i'm i'm such a huge animation fan adult animation fan beavis and butthead i was a fan of although i didn't like the videos that much because in the show basically they would sit there and watch videos and comment on it yeah. which was okay but for me it was all the sort of things they did in between like the when they were dealing with their neighbor and all that that's the stuff i really liked which beavis and butthead do america was a whole movie of that so they that w- didn't watch any videos yeah, they didn't watch any tv right well we'll get into why when we get into the plot recap so being not a big beavis and butthead fan what what did you think of the movie i thought many times throughout the movie and and i'm not like too good for this movie or anything i'm not i'm it sh- i should like it i was just kind of like i can't believe i'm still watching this movie <laughs> see i loved it and as you know my favorite genre of movie is two dumb guys go on a trip that is absolutely like you've got me i'm sold yeah. you know if two dumb guys go on a trip and i am in and there perhaps are no two dumber guys in the history of cinema than beavis and butthead yeah, I mean, them being 15-year-olds gives it, like, a different level of stupidity. It's just a lot. It's a lot for, I think, it was feature length. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It was. I too- would have loved it if it was, like, 20 minutes long. <laughs> it was not long enough. I wanted oh, more. Dear Lord. But before we get into the one of your famous Abby Barrett plot uh, recaps, maybe for people who don't know us, maybe we should introduce each other. Sure. Your name is Brendan Boogie. You are a film. I'm just going to tell you this as if you don't know. Yeah, you should tell do, me, do not the wanna, listener. Um, do you want to jot this down? Well, I just had a blow to my head, so I, I completely lost my oh, sense true. of memory and who I am. I usually yep. I usually do a blow to my head before the podcast, but then someone someone comes along and gives me a second blow, which brings my memory back. Yeah, that's how but, I, that's how amnesia works. Yep. Yeah, but this this time I I just got the first blow, so so I don't know who I am. So please okay. tell me. Well, you are a filmmaker. You are also an animator. Yeah, no, just buckle up because this this is a ride. It's a lot of <laughs> things you've done. You're an animator. Uh, you write songs. Sometimes yes. you write songs for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to be, um, in the Dallas Cowboys cheerleading squad. I did not know that. Yeah, you did. You was were, was like, I any good? You were okay. You were kind of like benched for most of that. It was like a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing because I it told was... them I was dying. Yeah, sort of. I mean, you were not dying. You weren't actually dying. Right. Um, there mean, we go. Were... Wait, wait, that's the plot of a great movie right there. You were like per- dying Person makes stage. a, a, oh, I'm dying up here. Yeah. 
but you oh, know. That, wouldn't that be a great movie? A great a Beavis and Butthead style movie is somebody fakes being a Make-A-Witch Foundation kid so that they can be a cheerleader with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, if this were 1985, that gets greenlit yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I would not watch that movie, though. Just so we're well, well, as we know, you don't watch good things. Right. I hate, oh, I hate all good things. I, I force you to come on this podcast and say, we're going to watch this movie I love. And you're like, really? Are we, are we going to do that? Yep. And then I did it. Then I watched it. You did. Mm-hmm. So you are Abby Barrett. What? <laughs> you are a singer. You are a songwriter. You are a taller than average lady. This is true. You are a and a high shelf reacher. It's true. Mm-hmm. I actually I, uh, went to the Olympics one year for that. For, for, for shelf reaching. For shelf reaching. It's really hard. Yeah. I, I think my only function, I think the only reason why I'm still in a relationship is because I have the ability to reach things on high shelves because I don't know what other function I serve with my partner. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, you didn't like Beavis and Butthead that, or you didn't watch Beavis and Butthead. Were you an MTV watcher back in the day? Did, did you watch any other MTV shows? Not really. I, I feel like I had older brother and older sister who would sometimes have MTV on, I mean, like back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. when like just thinking about like, you know, Peter Gabriel music videos were on. And so when it was just videos. When it was just videos, yeah. And then I didn't really, we just, I don't know. I just like didn't watch a lot of TV growing up, which mm-hmm. is weird because now it's like all I do. Yeah, no, you love it. TV. You yeah. you, mar- you married your TV. I in did. A, well, it was a civil ceremony. It, yeah. it was a it, it was, was a domestic house. domestic partnership. It, it wasn't like in the eyes of God, you're not married to that. I mean, TV there was some because, close, you know, family there, and right. But I mean, it it was not a religious ceremony. Yeah. No, no, it was, it was a civil ceremony that you yes. married your television. There's nothing um, wrong and with you that. and you've been very happy. I've been have, very happy yeah. with that TV since. Um, I definitely watched MTV shows, I think, you know, because at that time, you know, in the 90s, there was uh, not just Beavis and Butthead, there was like Ren and Stimpy, that was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ben Stiller show was on for a season, oh, I remember that I did being really that, funny, actually. and um, there was, John Stewart hosted a show on MTV, mm-hmm. and uh, Daria, which I believe was a spinoff of, of Beavis and Butthead, which was really funny, and that oh, ended, that ended that. up being going pretty long. It was in that, er- and of course, my favorite MTV show of all time was Remote Control. Did you ever watch Remote Control? No. Oh, well, okay. So do yourself a favor. Kids out there, go watch yourself some remote control. Although it's got all these videos. Well, that was the problem is like, you know, in a lot of the early shows, they like built them around music videos. Yeah. And now you can't, you have to license all those songs and everything. So you can't, they can't like put them on any web streaming services or anything because they'd be like, oh, we have to pay the Beastie Boys $20 million every time we play this episode. Yeah. It's just like WKRP in Cincinnati back in the 70s and 80s. They played all real music like Led Zeppelin and Stevie mm-hmm. Wonder. And now you can't watch that show because they can't use those songs. I was wondering like why they didn't bring that back. I think I saw they 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 did some with like some sound-alike music uh, that they put in. And it's just not the same. You know, no. Dr. Johnny Fever, you know, and uh, Venus Flytrap and Herb yeah. Tarlick, R.I.P. We lost him. I think we That's lost true. Les Nessman. I'm not sure. Anyway, enough should, about WKRP in Cincinnati. We should do that instead of this. Mm-hmm. I like that. The Abby Barrett story. 
true. <laughs> so why don't we get off WKRP, WKRP in Cincinnati and get into Beavis and Butthead to America. Tell okay. us about, why don't you give us one of your famous Abby Barrett recaps? Oh boy, there's so many layers to this movie. Um, where to begin? Um, so it starts off with Beavis and Butthead um, getting their TV stolen. Which you know how much that would hurt if you had your TV stolen. Well, and that's you, the only thing they do is watch TV. Yeah, so. they sit there and watch music videos and comment on them. I gotta say, my fa- my favorite one of that was "Whoop, there it is," and they just kept saying "Whoop, there's my butt," <laughs> "Whoop, there's my butt," like over and over and over again, and it just got funnier and funnier. And I um, so they lost their TV. Yeah, and it takes them a kind of a second. They don't. They still don't really get that it was stolen. They just <laughs> right. like don't know where it went. Um, so they got to figure out like, you know, Bud has basically like, Oh, I just figured something out. This sucks. Uh, (laughs) and so they go to find it. And one of the first places they check is the local school, I guess their high school. Um, and they want to take a TV from the AV room Mm -hmm. and they're just like carting it right out of the place. Like it's just, there's the self-awareness is not there. I mean, I get that it's a cartoon, but Come on, yeah, guys. so 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 they they try to take the TV from the AV room. They, they run, run into in, this teacher who's like the, the, the total teacher. hippie guy. You know, this yeah. could be a really positive experience for you guys. There's a wonderful and exciting world out there when we discover that we don't need TV to entertain us. <laughs> he said, "Ain't us." Have you guys heard a word I've said? Uh, yeah. Anus. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I heard it too. (laughs) This is one of those scenes where I'm like, are we supposed to feel for the teacher or for Beavis and Butthead? Or are we supposed to just have no feelings at all? Right. This doesn't require a lot of deep empathy. I think no. it really should 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 stay on just anus, yeah, <laughs> and that is should, how you yeah. should should kind of keep it. But the hippie teacher is 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 really. Did you have any hippie teachers at your school? Yeah, I had like um, we had some weird teachers. I don't know that it was like necessarily hippie. Well, yeah, no, I did have a philosophy teacher once that was like probably did a lot of LSD in her day because she was like kind of fucked in the head. Yeah. Um, and she would just sort of go on about like conspiracy theories like about the 60s and stuff so yeah i guess she qualifies yeah Although she we had was a... more of a like gloria steinem looking yeah we had an art teacher of course an art teacher that looked kind of like that guy from beavis and butthead and nice. he would always he was kind of cool in the sense that he would always like fight against the administration on behalf of any time the students were doing something like free speech wise you'd be like this is part of you know you know and so he was kind of cool in that way but of course there are all these rumors that he was smoking weed with students and probably doing other stuff with students but I, I don't but i don't know like i didn't know that for sure yeah um but like that was always the rumor but who knows if that was a rumor just because he was a hippie or because it was actually happening and like who knows? students just like to make shit up too yeah who knows although yeah. maybe maybe he was doing shit who knows what happens next so um, they are searching for a TV still, and they come across a big uh, sign for a motel, and it says, you know, no vacancy, vacancy, and then air conditioning, and then TV. So they're like, oh, I can find a TV in here. Um, so they end up kind of like checking each door, and they end up in the hotel room of this guy named Muddy, who's voiced by Bruce Willis. 
Um, and he thinks which was quite the get in 1996. And Emmy Moore. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could probably get Bruce Willis for this podcast now these days, but back in 1996, Bruce Willis, big star. Yeah. And they were a power couple, for sure. So he thinks they're these guys that he's hired to um, do his wife, aka kill his wife. Well, don't give it away. Well, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on a minute. That must be them now. Yeah, I'll call you back. Come in! You're late. Really? Did we miss Baywatch? Man, Earl said you guys were young, but... Jeez. Oh, well, as long as you can get the job done. What are your names? Uh, Butthead. Oh, I mean, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. I'd rather not know your real names anyway. Mine's Muddy. Now, look, I'm going to get right to the point. I'll pay you ten grand plus expenses, all payable after you do her. Uh, do her? Uh-huh. That's right, do her. Uh-huh. I'm offering you $10,000 plus expenses to do my wife. We got a deal? Um, actually, we just want to watch TV. Shut up, <laughs> Beavis. Uh, Yeah. We'll do your wife. <laughs> no! I want to watch TV! <laughs> Damn it, Beavis, you butt munch. This guy wants us to score with his wife. <laughs> and he's going to pay us. <laughs> oh, man. So that from that little misunderstanding is what sets the, sets the action going in the entire movie. The entire movie. I do enjoy that Beavis is sort of... Like, Butthead is just dumb, but Beavis definitely has some sort of, like, clinical <laughs> There's issue. something wrong with yeah. Yeah, There's something wrong <laughs> the with The wiring's Beavis. definitely off. Yeah. The, uh, I, like, I like how when they, they go into the motel room, he's just watching a test pattern. And for, the, for people who remember the old TVs who don't remember that, is like a test pattern would be, like, how to calibrate your TV to see if it's working. So yeah. he was just watching. Just the fact that there's TV, it didn't matter what was on it. Just watching it. Like, we had a TV that was so old that... And I wasn't really allowed to watch TV when I was younger. But if my parents, like, went out to dinner, I would obviously, like, stay up late, watch TV. And then you would turn off the TV and would still have that, like, light in the middle. The glow, yeah. The glow. And you're just, like, trying to, like, cool down the TV as fast as you can. So <laughs> Blowing you on see it. see the glow. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. no, that's an interesting thing that, like, uh, only people of a certain, you know, of a certain age have the experience of when you're not supposed to watch TV and you turn it off and it's still got that humming and glowing to yep. it. It's, like, still hot. <laughs> So basically, this guy, Muddy's like, I got some tickets for you. You're going to go to Las Vegas, and um, this is where you're going to do, quote unquote, my wife. Right. My wife. Now, my, <laughs> uh-oh. Did you just do a Borat impression? <laughs> I did. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> wow. Um, so, of course, he means kill my wife, but yes. they assume it means score with his wife. And score is a euphemism for sex. Oh, yeah. So oh. that's why I'm t- when I say many levels. Yeah, there are a lot of levels. Yeah. So they get on a plane to Vegas. Yep, and they meet this nice old lady who can't hear so well. Who's voiced by Cloris Leachman. Rest in peace. <laughs> Hello there. Are you two heading for Las Vegas? Yeah, we're gonna score. <laughs> oh. Well, I hope to score big there myself. I'm mostly gonna be doing the slots. Yeah, I'm hoping to do some sluts, too. Yeah. Do they have a lot of sluts in Las Vegas? Oh, 
There's so many sluts who won't know where to begin. <laughs> Whoa. <clears throat> hey, buddy, this chick is pretty cool. <clears throat> she says there's gonna be tons of sluts in Las Vegas. Cool. <clears throat> it's so nice to meet young men who are so well-mannered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have money and a big screen TV, and there's gonna be sluts everywhere. <clears throat> it's gonna rule. <laughs> I would love to see Cloris Leachman in the booth. Yeah, just having character. her do that, yeah. Because she's kind of the exact opposite of that old lady. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. It's so funny, Avi. I, I know, I know, just right. like, basically, like this podcast is just us watching clips of Beavis and Butthead and me becoming Beavis and Butthead being. <laughs> 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 and I'm like the neighbor. Yeah. No, it's not funny. It's like, don't jack off in my shed. <laughs> um,. Okay, so they arrive in uh, Vegas, um, and Muddy's wife is kind of onto them. Who are you? CIA? FBI? ATF? Hey, butter! It's her! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah! Hey, uh, uh, baby. Uh, are we, like, gonna do it? Uh, you got two seconds. Uh, uh, is that gonna be enough time? Who sent you? Uh, the drunk dude. He thought he was going to pay us to do you. <laughs> Muddy. Son of a bitch. Hold it. What's he paying you? Uh, ten, uh... Ten grand? Oh, that cheap ass. All right, I got a better deal for you. I'll double it. I'll pay you 20 if you go back there and do him. Uh, you want us to do a guy? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't know, but that is a lot of money. <laughs> Maybe if we close our eyes and pretend he's a chick. <laughs> and just the physical abuse mm, that Butthead so slaps Beavis around. So hilarious. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it makes me laugh. It just get, it just some things just get get to you, and and it just makes me laugh. When did you watch? I feel like you probably laugh every time you see this. I haven't watched it in a long time, but every t- but I feel like it it. Weirdly enough, I feel like this movie has aged very well because the comedy is so purely just the joke is they're really, really dumb. And it is a satire on youth of America, I think. <laughs> but I think that it it's just, you know, the sim- sometimes the simplest things are the things that are the funniest, you know? And yeah, just like, I, mean, I think kids at that age, and in this case, boys, are also very annoying. And it's they're awkward and funny and not intentionally funny. So I think that part of it too, like that kind of doesn't go away. Right. And yeah. I like that there's no hope for Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like it could very easily have there's no character growth. Nope. There's no like it's just it's just them trying to trying to score, mm-hmm. trying to get high and trying to watch TV. And like it, there's just something pure and beautiful about that. And I do feel like at one point I was like, oh, maybe they will get shot. And I was okay with that. <laughs> yeah, you're not, I don't know that it's, it would be a terrible, heartbreaking it, yeah, thing if Beavis be. or Butthead died. Yeah, I think it would be just fine. Um, so they get on a tour bus because uh, Dallas is like, all right, meet me in Washington, D.C. But in the meantime, she implants this biological weapon in Beavis's pants um, while he's stripping down thinking he's going to score with her. <laughs> um, and the feds find out that Beavis and Butthead have the weapons, so they become America's most wanted on their way to Washington, D.C. First of all, they think 
once they're on the bus, they think they're in Washington, D.C. already. <laughs> and then the Cloris Leachman character has to keep reminding them that they're at the Hoover Dam. Right. Um, One of my Ho- favorite lines in the movie is uh, during the tour of the Hoover Dam, Beavis is like, you know, and he's giving all this information and Beavis is like, huh, I'll be damned. <laughs> he said, is this a goddamn? Yeah, is this a goddamn? And he's like, oh, I'll be damned. <laughs> like he's genuinely, genuinely interested. Oh, dear. Um... You're going to have a hard time podcasting with me today, aren't you? I knew I this am. was going to happen. Very... I get very giggly when it comes to Beavis and Butthead. Um, at one point, they turn the power out in the Hoover Dam because they see a bunch of security cameras that they think are TVs, and they're trying to change the channel. <laughs> right. Hilarity ensues. Um, they meet two uh, Motley Crue roadies in the desert who are clearly their fathers. Their dads yes, who stopped who by their town. 15 years ago. And, yeah. And... Yeah. and and they uh, they don't put it together, of course. You know, one of those roadies was un, un uh, uncredited, voiced by David Letterman. Really? Yeah, David Why Letterman. Why credit his? He thought it would be funnier, I think, oh, okay. uh, if he just went uncredited. And I think he was just a Beavis and Butthead fan. I remember, I remember when Mike Judge came on the first Letterman show and kind of did Beavis and Butthead. And Dave was thought it was hilarious, but he's like, "Well, I I could have thought of that," <laughs> and and and, uh, and Mike just says, "Yeah, well, I came up with it first. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, fun fact because Robert Stack is in this movie. Yes, and he was in Airplane, which is probably my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Letterman auditioned to be in Airplane. Interesting, because his manager told him to do it, and he was like, "I'm not an actor. This is not what I do." Right. So he just went there and did stand-up for the directors for like an hour, and they had a few laughs, and then he left. Then he said, bye, David Letterman. Yeah. Go have your your show. At one point, Beavis gets high on a cactus that he ate. That yeah. Was kind of, I like that scene. That was kind of funny. Right. Um, then they get Mundy kind of, he finds them, and he kidnaps them and throws them in the trunk of his car because he's you know going to basically kill them and his wife. They open the trunk while it's on the highway, and Butthead basically dares Beavis to jump out onto the moving. Well, he pushes him. <laughs> well, he dares him first. Yeah. He's like, "Go ahead, th- go ahead," and then and then he, and then he pushes him, and then they mm-hmm. both jump. Then they both end up on the highway and don't die. Somehow. They don't die. Yeah. That part was kind of sad that they didn't die. Um, <laughs> so you were actively wishing for Beavis and Butthead. I was. Death. I think probably like hour after an hour, I was like, I kind of hope they die. Yeah. Sorry. Would have been funny if they died, but. That's true. But what happens in the end? Well, they basically save Washington inadvertently by getting their neighbor, who's this like nice old man just trying to, like, he served in two foreign wars, as he (laughs) says. He's just trying to enjoy his RV with his wife. Yeah. Um, And then they're thanked by President. Do you... Do you have too much pity for the uh, for the poor people who yes. end up in Beavis and Butthead's wake? Really, I do feel really bad for them. You're lucky you didn't. Uh, there was no Stewart in this. In the, Stewart is, is a character that has a winger T-shirt. Oh no! And poor Stewart gets the gets the the short end of the stick a lot with Beavis and Butthead. But uh, the neighbor whose name I forget it w- was clearly the voice of Hank Hill from yes. King of the Hill later yep. on, which is one of the great shows of all time. Yeah, that show was pretty good. It was amazing. I like that show. Yeah, I'm t- I get too emotionally invested in the good 
the good guy characters, even if <laughs> right. it's animated. So, yeah. <laughs> and Beavis and Butthead are are not good guy characters. Man, and they really rode that cavity search joke. Yeah, that was a good joke. They they beat that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Where Robert Stack was like, you know, cavity searches for everyone, and Greg Kinnear's like the the witnesses. <laughs> oh wait, that was Greg Kinnear. That was Greg Kinnear. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know that. Another uncredited. Um, okay. Uncredited, but he's like the witnesses. You want to cavity search the witnesses? <laughs> it's like deep and hard. <laughs> um. So yeah, then animated President Clinton thanks them for their time and their service. Beavis and Butthead, on behalf of your fellow Americans, I extend my deepest thanks. <laughs> you exemplify a fine new crop of young Americans who will grow into the leaders of this great country. <laughs> He said extend. <laughs> in recognition for your great service, I'm appointing you honorary agents in the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Whoa. <sighs> Alcohol and tobacco? Yeah. <laughs> and firearms. <laughs> cool, huh? Cigarettes and beer kick ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in the Bureau of Beer and Fire and Cigarettes. <laughs> and maybe some chicks, too. This is going to be cool. <laughs> I do like when Beavis talks about fire. Yeah, and it's a funny thing that there were, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but there were complaints that he was saying fire all the time and the kids were setting things on, on fire. So basically MTV said, don't say fire anymore. So at one so point, like... Only said fire? Uh, no, no. At what point uh, Beavis said, <laughs> liar, liar, pants on... <laughs> wouldn't say fire so in fact he said firearms um yeah uh, also this movie w- came out in 1996 and the animation takes a while so there was a presidential election that year and so they did do an alternate with uh oh. bob dole, dole. Oh, as geez. president but um i think i don't think they completely finished it because it was sort of like pretty clear that that clinton was going to get reelected. yeah so that is Beavis and Butthead do America. They have they have quite the relationship, Beavis and Butthead. They sure but do. But how does their relationship compare with the relationship of Barrett and Boogie? Let's find out when we come back. <laughs> I didn't intend for that to happen. <laughs> Yay. Barrett and Boogie and Boogie and Barrett and so this is the part of the show where we would hear from our sponsor, but we're still a relatively new show, so we don't have any sponsors yet. How can people help us get sponsors? Abby Barrett. They can go to the places where they have sponsor. I mean, where they have their podcasts, and yeah. they can like on the like button and mm-hmm. subscribe on the subscribe button. Yeah. And if you see something, say something, <laughs> especially if you like this podcast, say to other people, you like this podcast. If you see something, say something. Say you like this podcast. Correct. Tell a friend, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's probably we got, where we should I think stop. that's enough for now, yeah. Buddies. Welcome back. This is We're Too Old for This Podcast. My name is Abby Barrett. And I am Brendan Boogie, and we are talking about Beavis and Butthead Do America from 1996. Clearly one of my favorite movies and one of Abby's, I wouldn't say least favorite, but certainly not something that you'll be visiting 
revisiting anytime soon. Correct. Correct. So before we get into our friendship and how it compares to Beavis and Butthead, maybe it would help people to know how it is that we met. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know this, but um, back in the day when MTV first came out, they were auditioning for roles for um, MTV VJs, as they were called, because they were video jockeys. Video jockeys. Not disc jockeys. Right. Um, it was very clever. Yeah, it was It was very, very clever. And you and I actually met in the audition room. Right. Because we were both going to try to be uh, MTV VJs. Right. How'd um, that work out? We, neither of us got the role. Um, yes, so you do not recognize us from MTV. No. Um, I believe it went to Martha Quinn. Martha Quinn, um, yeah, was, was one of the big ones. and Kurt Loder actually mugged you. After he auditioned, he got the job, but he's he's just kind of cruel and mean, right? And you yeah. were like crying in the parking lot, and he would like pretended yeah. he was going to come comfort you, mm-hmm. um, but then he he had a switchblade. Do you remember that? Yeah, and yeah. He, and Kurt he took Loder your flashed, Yeah, Kurt Loader took my wallet. Yeah. There there wasn't a lot of money. They didn't no. know what kind of money was going on in VJing. He took my wallet, but yeah. luckily Ad, Adam Curry saw me and saw how hungry and emaciated I was, true. and he gave he gave me a sandwich. It's true. And he kissed me full on the mouth. Adam it was Curry. nice. It was a nice kiss. Yeah, it was a nice kiss. Yeah, best one you've so ever the had. Best was Adam Curry mm-hmm. outside of MTV Studios in New York in nineteen eighty something. Something after being mugged by Kurt Loder. Yes, and laughed at by Martha Quinn. Oh, I forgot to tell you that part. Yeah, I didn't see that. Martha Quinn laughed at me. Yeah, your audition was really bad. It was bad. Well, I didn't know what a video was, and That's I didn't true. know what a what a jockey was either. Yeah. I came in, I came in with a helmet and a, and a horse. Yeah, that was awkward. It was a really small horse too. It was. But it, you're I, not I went, a small guy. Like no, you were I was six feet, I believe. Yeah, I'm six one, and and yeah. I was gonna. Um, it was it was in, it was a trend in the '80s, the reverse jockey, where the horse was sure. very small and the jockey was very large. Yes, and and you do the bulk of the running as the jockey. Right. Yeah. You you want a horse. You want a horse that's small enough that you can kind of still your feet can be on the ground and you yeah. can run along with the horse. It it was a short lived sport. Like high lie. Remember high lie was really big. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Reverse reverse jockey horse racing was also a for a brief moment it was a big deal and i thought that's what they wanted at the at the uh at the audition and it yeah, turned well, out i was wrong they should have been more specific in their ad they didn't we didn't know yeah. it was a brand new thing mtv was a brand new thing yep and that's how we met it's all true so one of the things that you you mentioned in the last segment about you know beavis and butthead being 15 and how that kind of puts a little different spin on things because they're clearly already already burned out you know they're they're already like uh you know they're not doing well at school they don't show up or anything like that so did you have and, and you know back in the day i don't know what it's like these days but like there was this a sort of archetypal burnout kid that was sort of in school and did well did you have any of that at your school where you where you no, I mean, because remember, I went to all girls high school, so we didn't. I don't know. We didn't really have like the stoner crew. Like I had friends outside of school who could fit that description. Sadly, I think if we were really to look at that, I might be the stoner crew. You were the burnout. Maybe I don't know if I was like burned out because I was doing my homework and stuff and like going to school right. but like yeah I, I probably smoked more pot than... well that brings up the question that we usually ask which one of us is the beavis and which one of us is the butthead i have some theories i don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to say 
I think you, I think you should go first okay. because I think you know you've just given me information that makes me believe that I have some some ideas. But I think that, and this is going to pain me to say it, but I think that I probably am the Beavis because, <laughs> like, he's a little more spazzy, and I think that that's probably I'm kind of more of a spaz in real life. Yeah. Than you are. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I feel like in certain situations, I could spaz out more so you than you throw, might. You could throw a shirt over your head and yeah, run and around about, about being my, my cornolio, TP for your bungle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I'm the Beavis. Yeah. I feel like I you, agree. Yeah, yeah. I think I you, 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 you are the. Be- <laughs> you really are sad. I can't even defend myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just Beavis. What does it mean in your life to kind of go, oh, my God, I'm the Beavis? Yeah. Cause, I mean, Not feel- that being the butthead is that much better, butthead but it is better. Butthead has a little bit more agency because I think butthead at least has, like, an idea of what's going on and is like, oh, no, shut up. We got to do this. We got to do that. Much like this right. podcast where, like, I'm just kind of showing up. Right. You and, know? and causing problems And for causing me. problems and misunderstanding like I have- <laughs> things. And I just want to watch TV. I have an agenda, which mm-hmm. is I want us to score. Yes. But you just keep getting in the way. I just want to watch movies. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think, I think we're in agreement. You're the Beavis. Yeah. And I am the Butthead. Yeah. You know, I think more about friendship, you know, about their friendship, is they want to score together in the same room <laughs> with, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't get that at all. Because I don't think... <laughs> I don't know, and especially because there's so many movies based on two teenage boys wanting to like score, and if it's with the same girl or whatever, it's fine. Right. I just there's no, certainly there's no movie, and I don't know any like growing up like I wasn't like with my best friend like let's go score. Yeah, like, it's definitely a male a thing. And, like, yeah, it's so funny that it's, this, it's. Well, do you have any friends who who sort of either at that age or like you know? There's different. I'm not talking about hey, we're all experimenting sexually or whatever, but I'm talking about this kind of thing that like no, you and I together are gonna score with somebody. Yeah, no, I don't know anybody like that growing Interesting. up. Interesting. Um, I mean, maybe. Some guy friends were like that. I don't. I don't think so. I. I. You know, real talk. Like, I feel like I was pretty boring growing up. I. I definitely. To me, the idea of being in the same room with a friend while they're ejaculating is horrifying to yeah, me. Yeah, that seems like a, <laughs> you know, like a very private thing. I and I, but I mean, I was you know, as Irish Catholic and uptight as it got. Yeah. You know, it took you know it took me years to even not shower with a bathing suit on um but like this sort of but i i mean i do have friends who like were like yeah totally me and my buddy i have a friend who is like him and his brother what would 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 you know get and i said really with your brother and he looked at me goes yeah my brother and i are really tight (laughs) (laughs) that's too that's too close it's too close Yeah. yeah and then there was another um i mean whatever i shouldn't judge but I no, no, I don't I, want I, to experience that with any of my friends. Certainly not with my siblings, and certainly not with you. That's not something that I no. need. I don't need you in the room and your eyes of judgment Mm-mm. on me. Don't look so, at me. I'd be so don't sarcastic. look at me. <laughs> I would just be in the corner, like doing bits. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Just exactly. make fun What's of going you on? and make it not uncomfortable. Yeah, you'd be doing like close-up magic. You know, <laughs> pick a card, any card. I do have. The, I do have. It's not my story, and it's not my band. But I know bandmates. Uh, there were. There was a story. I'm not going to say what band it was, obviously. But like, two of them were married, and two of them were single, and they were on tour, and they were in one hotel room, and they got a girl that wanted to sleep with the band basically. And so the two that were married had to like basically stay kind of quiet and pretend that it wasn't happening so that they wouldn't ruin it for the other two. But then it, but then it didn't, well, they're poor, they're banned, Mm -hmm. but they didn't, uh, and it was in the middle of the night when it happened, you know, and then it didn't work out that way. It was obvious. And so then there was lots of laughter and like, what the fuck's going on? And then, um, then another devil's threesome. It's nice when sex ends with laughter. It, it, it that's, always, that's, be, that's the goal. That's the goal. Better than crying. Better yeah, than crying. That is true. It's better than crying. I have experienced. No, I'm not going to say that I've experienced both. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should pursue that story. Yes, right. But Beavis and Butthead, they just want to score together, and uh, you know they don't. They they just quickly take try to take their pants yeah. off and like get in each other's way and fight. I do fight, feel bad for so, Beavis when he's like on the bus freaking out about how he's. Never gone to score. I mean, in the, in the way score. that, like, when you're 15 and you do think you're going to be a virgin forever. That's true. It's, like, yeah. super frustrating and it's, like, scary. Like, I don't again, I'm assigning too much emotion to this movie. You are. You're but, ever, there's you know. too much empathy for Beavis. Yeah. Just in that But moment. the best part of that scene is when he turns to these with the old people. It's like, this guy's really old and he's probably scored a bunch. And the guy was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's so psyched. <laughs> uh, um, but it brings this other sort of dynamic of a teenage relationship, which is sort of pushing each other and daring each other to do stupid things. And it's generally with Beavis and Butthead, it is Butthead trying to push Beavis to like do things like, for instance, jump out of a moving car. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he Eventually he just pushes him. But like at first he's like, come on, do it. And like that is such an inherent dynamic in as being a teenager it certainly was for me and again maybe this is a a male thing but like i assume not i did yeah i definitely think there was like dares going on i mean a lot of it would be more about like you know just like you know call your mom and say you're sleeping over here and but you know like or that stuff or like you know we'd go to parties where the people were like way older and even as a kid i was like i don't really want to be here yeah weird but you know you kind of don't want to be the loser that's like no i right. just want to stay home right like, it's n- it's not even that someone's explicitly daring you to do it yeah. but by their behavior you're kind of trying to one-up each other and keep up and there's always that. there's always at least in my experience with growing up with you know at a girl's school it's like there's always the kids who kind of want to grow up a little bit faster than right. the other kids and they sort of lead the charge in a weird way right you don't and you be feel like, this pressure yeah, to keep up but you're not ready for it you know yeah did you have any like specific yeah, well, I remember when, God, I don't know how old I was, it was probably junior high. Yeah, it was probably middle school where there was this this kind of small hill overlooking a, a main road and there was a crab apple tree there, mm-hmm. little, little crab apples. And we would hide behind this rock and throw crab apples and try to hit the cars mm. as they as they sort of went by. And a crab apple wasn't going to do any damage, but it was going to scare the shit out of the driver. Mm-hmm. And so we jump up, 
throw it, try to hit the car, and then duck behind. Yeah. And I don't remember whose idea it was. It doesn't sound like it's some, an idea that I would have, but I also, also don't think I was like pressured into it. I think I was just like caught up in it. Yeah. And then there was one moment where all of a sudden someone came after us yeah. that was doing, you know, and I think it was adults. But, like, uh, pulled the car up and started chasing us. And yeah. I knew because, like, my friend took off. Before He goes, run! And then took off. And I took back. Like, there's people chasing them. Like, Shit. So I ran. Like, I was running for my life yeah. through the woods. And then I ended up in the backyard of a neighbor. And we hid in their shed and, like, ducked behind something. Like, we were really, really hit. And we stayed there for a while. Yeah, I bet. Until it was clear that. The person wasn't going to find us, and then we went home, and everything was fine. But I never did that again. Yeah. But I remember, like, that was, like, a certainly a Beavis and Butthead, like, yeah, this will be cool. Yeah. Because you don't, like, <laughs> even think about that it would be... No. You, know. you don't think about... Well, when you're a teenager, you don't think about any other... Anything other than yourself. Yeah, that's true. And what's fun for you. And you also don't think of consequences, which right. is, like, I might get the shit kicked out of me. And or so kill somebody. And or kill somebody, yeah. right. Right, if somebody sort of like was scared and, you know, it wasn't like a main road, like a city main road. It was still the suburbs, but yeah. it was like, you know, they were going 40 or whatever. But yeah, that was like the cl- – and there was stuff like that, like egging houses and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. where where you're like – I don't know. You just kind of have that teenage adrenaline hormonal thing that sort of pushes you to do this stuff. Yeah, it's a weird like evolutionary <laughs> – it's like it's almost like evolution like hasn't worked out the kinks with that one, right? Like, like my, well, know, yeah. Like you want to like yeah, sure. It's a way to like kick you out of the nest, but also like it's a way to get you killed. So it doesn't get you quite, killed, and yeah, yeah. But the strong survive, I guess. I don't know. The stupidest probably do. Yeah, and I think most people uh, have things in their you know have dares or daring things in their teenage years that they go, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, I think most people have that. But speaking of dares, yeah. I have a quiz for you. Okay. The, the quiz is, as always, brought to us by science. Sure. And so what this is, is a is a game of, not a game of truth or dare, but a game of dare or dare. Oh, that's So basically, twist. I'm going to give you two dares. Okay. And then I'm going to predict which one you pick. Okay. And then you will tell me whether I'm correct or not. What do I win? And, and why? Well, you win that we're good friends. No, I mean, the whole point of the podcast. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll cut you a check. Yes. Yes. <laughs> With all our sponsor money that we don't have. Um, so are you ready for the dare or dare quiz? I am ready. Dare or dare. Would you run a marathon on a 100 degree day in the desert after eating a gallon of Greek yogurt and washing it down with two white Russians mm-hmm. or swim the Arctic Sea on a January day in a bathing suit made of smoked salmon? Hmm. I think, okay. yeah, sorry, you can talk it out. Well, I'm but my prediction that is that gonna you're going to go with the salmon. Let's assume, let's assume you survive. That's a hard one. You're going to you're going to go with the salmon. I think you're going to go with the, the Arctic because I feel like. Well, go ahead. Wh- which one is it? Well, it's hard because I I hate running mm-hmm. more than most things, right. and I do enjoy swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hate super hot weather, mm-hmm. but I also really hate super cold water. The part that makes me like lean toward marathon in a desert is because I'll have had two white Russians, so therefore I might be kind of drunk. But I think that ultimately I would go with the cold water and the salmon suit. I think my 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 
the reason for picking that is all that dairy. Running with all that dairy yeah, is going to be way more uncomfortable, I think, than being eaten by a sea lion or, or freezing to death. Sure. Yeah. Because I think, like, vomiting, that kind of dairy, you know, no thanks. Yeah. It's gross. Well, hey, it's science. Yeah. Well, what, what magazine did you get this from? I got this from, from scientific uh, polls about Beavis and Butthead monthly. Oh, sure. Okay. Dare or dare? Would you, We talked about the devil's threesome. <laughs> Would you have a devil's threesome with, here are your two choices, mm-hmm. Gen- Genghis Khan and Scott Bayo, mm. or Attila the Hun and Dean Kane? So give it some thought. I'm thinking about, like, who was Attila the Hun again? Attila the Hun was a Hun. Okay. <laughs> named Attila. Okay. But kind of the it same a, as Genghis Khan, maybe? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they both kind of ravaged the countryside. I'm going with Attila the Oh, no. I must just tell you. It's okay. I was going to say Attila the Hun, but okay. go ahead. But what, why were you going to say that? Well, because there's Dean Cain in there. And do you think that that's the... I think you have a Dean Cain Jones. In- interesting. <laughs> Even though he's turned into kind of a crazy alt-right guy. Oh, that's why I chose him, because I thought he wasn't that. Because I know Scott oh, no. is. They both are. That's why oh. I made it a hard quiz. Oh, this might change things. So you've got basically Genghis Khan. Ravager, mm-hmm. Attila the Hun, Ravager. Ravager, Scott Bayo, formerly handsome, MAGA. now MAGA, yeah, and Dean Kane, formerly handsome, now MAGA. Although Scott Bayo was, makes us... he, was le- he was at least funny on Arrested Development. Okay, that's Bob blah right. blah. Bob blah blah, um, right? I feel like I'm still gonna go with Dean Kane because, like, Kane I'll is... just make fun of him the whole time. Yeah, he's still handsome. Make fun of him. I don't think he's... he's. I don't think he was ever handsome, to be honest. Oh, oh interesting. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're gonna make fun of him while he and the Till the Hunter having a high five over you. Yes, I'll make fun of them both. I'll make them cry. So dare or dare? Yes. Would you sign a lifetime contract to work double shifts as a toll booth worker on the New Jersey Turnpike, Ooh. or sign a lifetime contract to work double shifts as a shit shoveler? Downhill from a prison that only serves Indian food every day. Hmm. And I will predict that you're going to go with the shit shoveler. You would be correct. Well, tell me why. What's your reasoning? Because um, I feel like I could still be outside, right? Yeah. Get some exercise, yeah. shovel and shit. Yeah. Whatever. You get used to it. Yeah. And I think for you, a toll booth would be terrible because you can't move and you're like stuck in one place. I don't think that would bother me so much as the people driving on the New Jersey Turnpike. Oh, have constant. you ever driven on the New? I mean, it's just chaos. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it's, I must have. It's terrible. Well, sp- all right. So speaking of MTV, dare or dare, would you be a contestant on a 48 hour version of MTV's dating game show, singled out with Jenny McCarthy, or be a subject of MTV's documentary show, Real Life? I have an itchy anus that won't stop itching. <laughs> have mm. you seen Singled Out? I mean, a long time ago, right? That was like on the original MTV, right? Yeah, it's like a bunch of people standing around together, and then they flip their their category, and they. But you'd be having to do that for forty eight hours. I mean, <sighs> I think you would choose that one because if your anus is so itchy. That you have a documentary crew. I just love that it's making... so itchy that I like reach out 
to filmmakers. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I need you to help me. I don't go to a doctor. <laughs> no, you did go to a oh, doctor. Oh, I did? You, okay. It sounds you're, like you're, I just you're, went straight to the filmmakers. You're at your last resort, which is why you're like, you're all like right, I've got to- Raising sh- money for itchy- No, you've got to share- Share your story with the world of what it's like to have an itchy anus that won't stop itching. I could be helping people, though. Yes, you could. But you would also have an itchy anus that won't stop itching. That just won't stop. Um, Yeah, all right. I'll hang out with Jenny McCarthy. (laughs) Okay, I figured you would. But I'm going to tell her about vaccines. Yeah, do you think she'll... Because you think no one's sat her down and talked to her about it? I think that nobody spent 48 hours with her trying to tell her. About That's it. true. The entire So yeah. you spend the entire time the trying entire to time get her. The entire time I'm going to show up with science. And finally, dare or dare, would you shoot fireworks out of your pee hole mm-hmm. or shoot fireworks out of your poo hole? <laughs> okay. Well, this one's easy. <laughs> you got to go poo hole, right? Yeah. I mean, I've done that already. It's gonna say it's the like same thing. buffalo chicken wings. Like, yeah, I've I've definitely fire has fire yeah. has come out of my asshole. <laughs> I was gonna say she's gonna say wouldn't that you she's say done that, that already? Yes, like, no, okay. I would shoot. I would shoot. Well, I mean, but I have a oh. penis, so it's different. So you could if you shoot fireworks out of it, How you could it? aim. Like that oh, might be fun. Oh, you want to like actually like light like a up bottle Boston rocket Harbor with fucking. To sh- to shoot it out of there, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I feel like the pain would be so bad the that pain. you would not be able to. Yeah, and you can certainly angle your anus. I wonder if I could shoot out. I have been doing yoga. Could I also relieve my itchy anus syndrome? Oh well, what if the fire? I think the itchy anus was caused by oh. the the repetitive fireworks. Fireworks, sure. Yeah. Okay. The repetitive fireworks is what caused the itchy anus. It was the grand finale. And that was the grand finale of our quiz. I think we learned a lot about each other and our friendship. I certainly think we did, unintentionally. Thank you, science. But it begs the question, who has the better friendship, Beavis and Butthead or Barrett and Boogie? When shall we find out, Barrett? Once I'm finished scratching my anus, and then we should find out. Okay. So give me like five seconds. All right, we'll do. We'll, we'll we'll get back. We'll get back after Ab- Abby's scratching her anus. All right, give me like ten minutes. Bud this is Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. What are you doing Wednesday, December fifteenth? Why not have a nice whiskey and see Abby Barrett and her band at the Boston Harbor Distillery? For tickets, go to bostonharbordistillery.com. Speaking of spirits, check out Rebecca. That's my cartoon about a teenage vampire. There's also a ghost and a zombie that come from the same body. That's on my YouTube page. Check it out with other cartoons and funny stuff at Brendan Book. And this has been Bud Plugs. We were superheroes, our power would be friendship, but we are not, so the jury is still out. Welcome back to We're Too Old for this podcast. We are talking about the friendship between Beavis and Butthead from the 1996 movie Beavis and Butthead Do America, and also our own friendship of Abby Barrett and Brendan Boogie. So it's verdict time. This is the time in the show where we decide who has the better friendship, Correct. Beavis and Butthead or Barrett and Boogie. Correct. So what do you think? Who, who wants to go first? Um, I can go first. Please. Um, I will say that I think it's very clear that we have the better friendship. Tell me why. Beavis and Butthead 
they're just like they're barely even sentient. They're so not <laughs> self-aware. Like they really don't know what the fuck is happening to them at all times. That I I find it very hard to other than being able to watch TV together, um, and both being horny. I fail to see, they're not like looking out for each other or, I mean, I guess they kind of are and that they both sort of want to score, but like, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't, there's not much going on upstairs that there's just, there's no levels. It's just get laid, watch TV, and they happen to be in the same room together. Interesting. So you think that you and I have a better, have more going on than that. <laughs> Slightly, yes. Ba- barely, barely, barely. Yeah. See, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Beavis and nope, I'm going to say I'm going to say Beavis and Butthead have a better friendship than you I'm and I because ending this friendship right now. Because I genuinely believe that a, a couple reasons. One, I think people without other, I feel like they don't have other options, and I think people without other options form a bond. If you think about what the bond that must have created Beavis and Butthead is parental neglect Mm -hmm. and trauma and all these things and yes i'm psychoanalyzing beavis and butthead but they are basically in it together for the rest of their lives and they will always be together you don't get any sense that they will that anything will drop that they will that anything could really separate them including butthead being abusive And I think one of those things that makes them a good friendship is they move past their conflict and that they are able to... they move past it. I think that they just... Forget about it. They have short short memories. And I think short memories are great for goldfish and great for friendship. Mm. Whereas you and I are from Irish Catholic backgrounds and we remember every little thing that anyone ever said to us (laughs) and hold it against them and resent the shit out of it. Beavis and Butthead are free. I'm I'm so upset by this verdict. (laughs) What's a split decision? No, it's you're wrong, and I'm right. It's a split decision. They literally don't have... They have each other because they're they're unable to make other friendships. Therefore, they're... It's just... It's like they were thrown together. The universe threw them together and were like, oh, hang out, and that's it. And who's to say that that isn't a stronger friendship than you and I who have all these Friendships are supposed to like grow and like, you know, weave in and out and, you know, things happen that you're actually emotionally aware of. They went to all across America. They saved the country. They survived a desert together. They did all kinds of things together. And they grew. They did not grow. And they changed. (laughs) That's the other thing. Okay. They didn't grow. But the friendship was strong, so I'm saying Beavis and Butthead. The friendship was there. I'm saying the friendship existed, and I don't think it's strong or weak or anything. It's literally unself-aware. Well, they're not. They're bonded in the way that you know, two Twinkies in a package are bonded. Like they just happen to be thrown. And together. wouldn't that be beautiful? Wouldn't you love to have a relationship that was like two Twinkies in a package? That's um, beautiful. Is it? I mean, I would yes. actually eat some Twinkies right now, but... I would murder a Twinkie yeah. right now. Why, why did they discontinue those? That's the real question. Why don't we go... Why don't we get Twinkies? But before we do... Okay. It, we really have to answer the question. What if we were Beavis and Butthead? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Uh, 
Hey, hey, Barrett. I heard you like the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait. What's a podcast? <laughs> it's like when you cast your pud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to cast my pud. <laughs> I heard you like to cast your pud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I cast my pud all over the place. I'm like, ah, yeah, take that, take my pud. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Make sure you lick and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lick my podcast. Brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barrett, what's your podcast about? <laughs> it's a podcast about buddies. <laughs> you said bud. But. <laughs> 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 Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at We're Too Old Pod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.